Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> cute. That's cute. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Surely you have thought about the magic that goes into creating the iconic looks that we see at the Oscars, the ones that stand the test of time. It could be said that Mara Rozak, celebrity hairstylist, is the lucky charm for some of these amazing Best Actress winners. She styled Brie Larson in 2016 when she won the Academy Award for Room. The following year, she styled Emma Stone for her win for La La Land. And this year, she was a small part of history styling the one and only Michelle Yeoh for her win for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mara truly depicts cool girl hair. If you look at Mara, if you've ever met her, she just has this boho, hippie, long-haired, 70s LA vibe. A vibe that I wish I had, but unfortunately very much do not. But she is one of the kindest, most talented people in the celebrity glam squad circuit. Today, I obviously wanted to have her on the show. She agreed to meet with me with a very quick turnaround after Michelle won her Academy Award. She styled so many incredible people this past weekend, and I figured... Why not get her on the show? We've been wanting to have her on for a while. Sarah and I have sung her brand Rose's Praises. I think at the beginning of January, we went in on how much we are obsessed with her styling and treatment oils. And the brand is launching two new products at the end of this month, a shampoo and conditioner, which she'll talk a lot more about at the end of the episode. Plus, we are going to have a giveaway. Five people will win the new shampoo, conditioner, and the styling oil from Rose. So go to our socials. Make sure you're following us. Make sure you're following Rose and Mara. We'll have all the information in the show notes. Without further ado, here is celebrity hairstylist Mara Rozak. Beautiful, beautiful Mara. I'm so excited to finally have you on. We've been talking about this for a long time, though. I'm so excited. You have no idea. Or maybe you do because you can see my face and I will just tell you for the next years to come. <laughs> <laughs> I adore you. You're so talented. When I came to see you a couple of months ago and get a preview of the new Rose products that we will be talking about later, you just really like you killed my bangs. Like you gave me a little trimmy trim and I was obsessed and I actually I'm going to see you this week and I need you to fix my bangs because I took I took scissors to my own bangs oh did you yeah I know I I didn't see that on your Instagram you must have just <laughs> shied away from from sharing that part <laughs> I need you to teach me how to cut my bangs in the interim yes. when I can't go see you or on because it's like it's so hard and I always end up like like I have a little cowlick and it just Makes me look crazy. Well, you look great. So I think you're Thank doing you. a good job. But I am okay. happy to to give you a few little tips and tricks. I need your magic. I need your magic. All right. Before we kick things off and get into all things Oscars and awards season, I want to know what's on your face. What are you loving right now? Okay. 
Well, I'm actually really excited because I just started using this product. I was just in Paris for Fashion Week and Rachel Goodwin, who's a very good friend of mine, said there's a package in your room from a friend of hers who works maybe with this brand. Anyway, this miracle package showed up and I immediately put it on my face because I was jet lagged and tired. And it's honestly incredible. I've been using it every single day since. And I had to text the woman. I was like, I am in love. I don't know really much more about this brand or product, but here it is. Okay. BioEffect. EGF Power Serum. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you know what this is? Yes. This is an unsung hero, but people that try it are obsessed with it. This brand too. I cannot believe it. And, and I'm excited you asked this because I nobody has asked me yet in the last few weeks about what I'm using or I just haven't had an opportunity to talk about it because I think I've only been talking about the Oscars for the last few weeks. But this is truly, it's a miracle product. I hope everyone gets it because my skin has never felt better. Why Why is it a miracle? Yeah, I am very dry and I put this on at night and I wake up and I still feel like this real dewy, like natural dew. And then I put it on in the morning after I wash my face it's beautiful under makeup, but really just like I feel genuinely hydrated and I feel like it's taking away wrinkles. I love that feeling when you touch your face after you wake up and you're like, wait, my skin is still so supple feeling and like bouncy. And I'm I'm not great about a skincare routine. I'm sorry. I just I'm so sorry. I'm so hair is your thing. Not, hair is my thing. And I just don't have a lot of time to focus on it. So I was so grateful that this was like handed to me and I immediately put it on and love it. And now I'm like, this is what I'm going to be using every day. Wow. Shout out to Rachel Goodwin. That is the hookup of the century. It really was. It really, really was. We need more friends like Rachel. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Okay, Mara. So for those who may not be familiar with you, let's talk about how you got here. You're a celebrity hairstylist. You have been working. How long have you been doing this? 20 years. Impossible. You couldn't be a day over 25. Thank you. But you're so welcome. But I think it shows in your work and the longevity that you've had. So how did you even get here? I know that Willow Glenn the product, you know, it feel like, like it feels very LA. Were you born and raised here? I was born in New York City, which gives me, I feel like a little bit of cool cred. Totally. But we moved to LA when I was about a year old and went straight to Laurel Canyon. And I stayed there until I was about 13. So grew up in, in LA proper, like Hollywood, the Valley, like right smack in between in the middle of the city. Oh, I am obsessed with that. That it remind, anytime I think of Laurel Canyon, I obviously think of like, um, you know, like Joni Mitchell or like even like Fleetwood yes, Mac. Yes, she was our neighbor. <gasps> yes. What? Joni Mitchell was our neighbor. We lived on the street, like on the corner of the Houdini house is on the corner of Willow Glen and Laurel Canyon. And we lived up that street. So I always grew up like um, amazed and in awe that like Joni Mitchell lived down the street, but then also really spooked that we like lived by this haunted mansion. <laughs> and okay so you were born in new york moved to la that makes me think that your parents were kind of like movers and shakers like you weren't just like moving from like some podunk city in texas like me to go to la like you were in two major metropolitan areas so like what were your parents like 
I know. Pretty wild. I mean, my mom definitely has like hippie vibes by nature. She is an artist for sure, like through and through kind of, you know, bless her. She might listen to this, but a little like, you know, floating somewhere, you know, and right. And she was a sculptor for many years. Incredible, an incredible baker. My sister used to deliver all of her baked goods to other people in the building. And then she took up sculpting stone in New York City and did that for years and years. I have a beautiful piece of hers in my house, like my prized possession. Incredible. And I later kind of realized the kind of the similarities between sculpting and hairstyling. And my dad was in the music business. He produced and kind of engineered like a a bunch of kind of records in the 80s, probably late 70s or like into the 80s. So any we would recognize, you know, yeah, he worked with like, he worked with like the Pet Shop Boys and the Baja Men. And oh, when I was a kid, I remember actually going to the Jackson family house. He never worked with Michael. And to be honest, I'm not sure he ever worked on like any big hits. It was always like right before, (laughs) right after, but, but still very cool. And so, but he could also, he was always like, huh? Cause I think, you know, he could never, (laughs) the music was too loud. Oh my gosh. I think this gives me a whole new perspective on you too, about why you're so calm and collected in these very high stress situations with these celebrities. When we say celebrity hairstylists or celebrity makeup artists, I do think like ego has gotten ahead of some people mm-hmm. in, in a, a big way. You do not have that at all. Mm-hmm. You very much seem like such a strong collaborator and also just like have you have this level of chillness where you're you're like I don't really have I'm not trying to prove anything I'm just trying to do the art and and do the work Mm -hmm. which I think kind of helps your up your upbringing helps with that which I love it's very possible I think it's interesting I've never really thought about that but I do think that there was like my dad was a very very intense figure and had kind of this intense job and and so I think yeah I I could see how like a part of that I was like I'm in these different situations and I kind of just want to like be in the background and observe. Like I loved just watching and listening. And yeah, so that 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 does make sense. So then how did you get into hair? I talk about how Allure magazine got me, you know, wanting to be a beauty journalist. So how did you decide hair was something you wanted to focus on? It's interesting. I think when I was about 13, which I feel like is around the age where girls are starting to get interested in the glam of it, right? Like the makeup. And I had all these friends that seemed to have this like gorgeous hair that was so easy we'd go to these pool parties and they would go swimming and get out and like looked like models and (laughs) I had the opposite of that kind of hair but it was also you know the 90s right yes it was the 90s and straight hair was very in style and I just didn't have that I had quite frizzy hair a lot of curls, definitely thick, but the frizz was really the hardest to combat. And so I was determined to get my hair to look the way I wanted to, like my friends to fit in, you know, I wish I I had embraced it, but it is what it is, right? I started to straighten my hair 
And I was really good at it over time. Like, you know, talk about a 13 year old determined to get something, you know, when they put their minds to it. I really did. And I nailed it. So that I think was the beginning because I started to then do all my friends hair and they would all come over before all the bar mitzvahs we were going to and events that 13 year olds go to. And they would all come to my house and I would do their hair and kind of get them dressed and, you know, had makeup and stuff. And I think it really brought me out of my shell in a way, you know, I was living at the time with my mom in an apartment, you know, a lot of my friends had homes and things. And I think my house was not the house that everybody would gather at. And I think it was nice to feel like there was this thing I had, this skill I had to offer that kind of brought people together and around me and they wanted to come to my house. And so that was really, that was really an exciting time. And it was around hair specifically. So then by the time I was 16, I had a girlfriend who goes, you know, I got to get out of here. I think I'm going to get my GED and my mom is going to let me do that and essentially graduate early. And I was like, well, I want to do that too, because school, I, I think I probably wasn't quite in the right school. There weren't real like creative arts programs. And so I did, I went to my mom, I said, Hey, Emily is getting her GED. Do you think I can do? <laughs> and can I maybe go to beauty school? So we lived across the street from a Marinello beauty school. For people that aren't familiar with that, like to explain, explain Marinello. Okay. So I'll explain just the corner kind of says a lot, the street corner. So there's like a 99 cent store, a Marinello, and then there was a Sizzler right next to it. So that kind of paints a picture of like the general vibe. And Marinello is very old school. I mean, the teachers were like, bless them, right? I think I definitely had to have learned something there. And but, it, you know, I don't think they had really like done hair in a long time. And it was just quite dated the entire experience. And I was this younger kid, you know, 17. And like, this place isn't really cool. I was not at the Vidal Sassoon school, which was cool. I mean, you should have seen the people coming out of there, right? But we couldn't afford to go to Vidal Sassoon. It was also all the way in Santa Monica. And, you know, if anybody knows LA, that's not an easy feat. I was already having to take the metro down to the Starbucks that I got a job at while I was going to beauty school, which was at Wilshire in Union, almost in downtown LA. I can't believe, I mean, at 17 years old that my parents, my mom, you know, let me work there. That's how it kind of started. And I was there for a year and it was fun. It was funny. It was definitely an experience for sure. For people that have not been to beauty school, what do you learn in beauty school? Are you learning everything from, you know, like cosmetology, like being an esthetician to hair? Or you, do you have one focus? Like walk us through that. Yeah. So in order to become a hairdresser, you have to be a cosmetologist. It's the, I think the most amount of hours that you have to get to become a certified cosmetologist and you learn everything. 
skin, nails, when you take your, your state board test, you have to do a manicure and you have to do enough of them in beauty school in order to get your hours, right? Even though you're like, I want to be a hairdresser, you got to learn all this other stuff. And they spend more time, I think, focused on on hair for sure, because there's so much there from relaxers to roller sets to finger waves to all of it. Now, in certain beauty schools, I think you're definitely learning, like there's the Paul Mitchell School, there's the Vidal Sassoon School, right? And then there's the schools like Marinello. I actually don't think Marinello exists anymore, but I'm sure there are still these beauty schools that are hanging on, right? And I think in the other schools, there's definitely more of like the, the Videl Sassoon way where there's like no blow drying with like a round brush, I've heard. It's all that like super sleek, flat ironed. Whereas my experience, you know, I was learning sets and finger waves and I thought, nobody's done this in a hundred years. Why am I having to learn how to do this? And I was sort of annoyed as a teenager, but I'm so grateful for the experience because, you know, what I didn't realize at the time was it was really setting the foundation of learning for the styling I do today. Even though they didn't seem like modern, cool styles to me, it's really, really helpful that I had that knowledge and experience. And I think for people coming out of beauty school, you know, I think the other schools are probably great, but there is really something to say about those ones that are kind of teaching the classics, you know? Right, right. So you go to beauty school and your next step is getting a job, yes. likely yeah. somewhere, assisting someone. Because when I, when I talk to hairstylists, they always say, you, you learn the basics at school, like you learn how to properly sanitize and like all of these things. Yeah. But then you get the real world application and it completely changes the game. That's right. And, 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 and that's invaluable. So what would you say your next step was after leaving beauty school? Yeah. So this was where I feel like, you know, there are these moments in a lifetime, these sort of like little kind of like fairy dust sprinkle moments where you're like, oh my gosh, this changed the course of my life. I met a hairdresser in beauty school who was working at the front desk, who was an old friend of Chris McMillan's. <gasps> wow. Okay. He goes, when you're done, you know, I think that they're definitely, you know, and I can say this now, it was clear that I had some like skill that it kind of came maybe naturally to me. And again, maybe it was my mother sculpting and that it was like inherited somehow. But I think people saw that they're, you know, my teacher at the end, you know, I remember when I graduated, he went to my mom and said, you know, she's really gonna do something here. <laughs> right. Um, wow. And she remembers that. So, so he had said to me, you know, his name is also Chris. And he said, you know, when you're, when you're graduated, you should definitely come and meet Chris McMillan. So I did. I did. I would have my mom drive me back because I didn't have a driver's license yet. I would have her drive me by the front the, the salon just to like, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> And Chris McMillan, for those of you who are not familiar, <laughs> this man created the Rachel, for God's sakes. Like he is, he is the man. And he still to this day works with Jennifer Aniston. And he was responsible. Like, do you know him as the Rachel guy? Or who do you, who do you know him as? Like, who, do, how do you think of Chris? 
He's a legend. He's incredibly talented. Yeah, he created the Rachel and then he worked on Friends. I mean, I think he was there for the entire, you know, from start to finish of the show. Wow. And did, I think all of them. I know he did Jen. I'm pretty sure he did Courtney. I mean, all of those hairstyles and haircuts, iconic, incredible. Totally. Truly incredible. I want to pull this up. I mean, he might, um, Chris, if you're listening, you know, please don't be mad. I'm sharing this with you. I haven't shared it with anybody except for I think my assistant that was with me on the day of the Oscars. But this is a picture of Chris McMillan texting me my secret sauce on Michelle Williams. And it's a bottle of rose. And I'm sure he used other products that day for sure. But just the fact that rose was in the mix is full circle. Can you imagine for me? Right. Right. So you end up meeting Chris. And he says, come, come work with me. Yeah. Come be my assistant. So I didn't assist him, but there was a stylist in his salon that needed an assistant. And his name is Neil Weisberg. And he is Tracy Cunningham's partner at Mesh now. And he was a hairdresser at Chris. He's an English guy. So lovely. Such a wonderful person. And we met. He interviewed me. I think it was a pretty hilarious interview where he might have just asked like what my favorite movies are. I don't know. You know, (laughs) I think, I think you're probably just trying to get a sense of like, you're not really looking for someone as a hair assistant, you know, someone who wants to be a hairdresser, but they don't have to know how to really do much just yet. Right. They're learning. They're about to start learning. And so I think he was just kind of trying to get a vibe for me and he ended up hiring me like on the spot. And so I started working with him. I still didn't have a driver's license, but he lived close to me and he would pick me up and drive me to work with him. Wow. Okay. That's, that is so generous. (laughs) I do not do that currently, but I also live very far away. Maybe I would, but that is, you know, that was the beginning. I mean, how generous and kind and sweet and we've stayed very close and I, I love him very much. Neil Weisberg. It just speaks to your pizzazz and the charm that you have that he would pick you up and take you to work. Honestly, I don't know why. I think I've tried to ask him. Like he had two daughters that were young. You know, it's like he doesn't have time to pick up his assistant. I honestly do not know why he would do that. I think, I mean, there was definitely a a love, but I think it's so, so sweet of him. So as an assistant, you're obviously like in the salon working with the hairdresser. Were you also traveling with him? Was he like going, you know, across the world for fashion weeks and things of that nature? Tell us a little bit more about what you were learning as an assistant. Yeah, well, this is the other crazy, crazy thing about my career and the beginning. And also just again, Neil's like dedication to me, right? (laughs) Kind of a kind of like not the assistant, you know, usually it's the other way around. (laughs) Usually it's the other way around. But I got a job early on. While I like very early on, I think in assisting him, I got a call from a family friend that was a publicist. And I didn't know, I knew nothing about this industry, right? I mean, my parents moved to LA, obviously, but it was a very, it's a different world. I mean, there were no I didn't know what publicists do, right? And she's a celebrity publicist. And she called me because she had recently seen my mom. My mom had a little side business of making 
children's ballet slippers, little girls' ballet slippers. So cute. How and cute. I think she dropped some off probably to one of her clients. And she's like, how's Mara? She's doing great. She's finishing beauty school. Okay, amazing. So then she goes, I might have a job for her. You know, I should call her and see. So so Nicole calls me and is like, did you graduate? I said, yeah. She goes, did you get your license? I was like, yeah, I still don't have my drive. I don't know why I didn't get my driver's license at this point. Clearly it was like holding me back. Well, it didn't that much, but anyway, I did have my hair license by then. And she goes, okay, well, I have a job for you. Sarah Michelle Geller is going to an event and needs a blowout. Can you do it? At this point, I had only done, you know, my beauty school clients who come in and pay $5 for, you know, a, a, a wet set and my friends who were willing to let me do it. I mean, that was really it. And probably at this point, a few blue dries at the salon. I don't even know. Anyway, I say yes, of course. I would love to do Sarah's hair. And so I do. And my mom drove me, dropped me off around the corner. And I went in and I did Sarah's hair and she loved it. And so I can't remember the timeline exactly, but I'm definitely now assisting Neil. And I get a call saying, Sarah would love to have you on a press tour going to Dubai, going to Amsterdam, going to all of these places. I had only been out of the country one time when I was 10 years old because my dad had a job in France. And I was like, this is insane. And so I did. I went on a press (gasps) tour and I left Neil without an assistant for two weeks. He let me go and do hair. Neil's a gem. Neil's a gem. Those those bosses, I I had a similar boss when... I was on the come up trying to get an on-camera job. He knew that was my ultimate goal. And I was an office assistant. And he just said, get your work done and I'll let you go on any audition that you want to go on. Those people, those little fairy godfathers in a way, godmothers looking out for you and your best interest. That's incredible. So yes, incredible, incredible. And I bet you, you have now probably done that for anyone that's worked closely with you. And I know that I have as well. Like if they come to me and say, I have this great job, I absolutely want my, you know, anyone that works with me to prioritize their ultimate dream over working for me. Absolutely. Because it's so important that you feel that. And I was very lucky and had that. Also, I feel like it just shows that he cares about the human being of it all. Yeah. You know, that's incredible. I love this for you. Okay. So you go on this whirlwind press tour. So would you say this is like your big break? Like, is this like your big moment? You're you're like, I'm with, I'm with Buffy bitches. Like we're going around the world. This is crazy. This trip was crazy. We all still talk about this trip. And I met Rachel Goodwin on the plane to Amsterdam. Full circle moment. The Rachel Goodwin who introduced this bio effect, my beautiful skin I meet Rachel Goodwin, who's hired to do Sarah Michelle Geller, who at this point, you know, she is top of her career in, right. you know, and then me, who's a kid. Oh, my God. This is so funny. And so <laughs> I, I actually was going to wait to bring this up. But I think you bringing up the fact that you met Rachel on the way to Amsterdam is is a good segue in because... Your job is so collaborative, but you and Rachel, I feel like you two are kind of the peas in the pod together. Mm. You work on a lot of clients together. Yeah. Would you say that also with like Molly Stern? Yes. Yeah, Molly Stern. I mean, 
There's so many incredible women that I get to work with that are makeup artists, you know, mothers, creatives that I'm so inspired by constantly that I've gone to really grow up in this industry around. Absolutely. So you and Rachel, I, I would say like the client that always comes to mind is obviously Emma Stone. Seems like a beacon of light. Gem of a human. Yes. Okay, yes. great. Love to hear that. Absolutely love to hear <laughs> yes, that. Absolutely. I've never heard a bad word about that woman. Do you and Rachel work on other clients together? We have Sarah Michelle, obviously. We still get to do together. Oh my gosh. All these years later. I love that. All these years later. Oh my gosh. Who else do we work with? I mean, throughout the years, like we did both work with Brie Larson together when she won the Oscar. The next year, Emma won the Oscar. So we got to do it again. Wow. I know. Just a back to back. Insane. I mean, yeah, I absolutely love sometimes we work with Rose Byrne together. I mean, so I love, I love getting to create with her. Love. And then with Molly, you both work on Cara Delevingne together, right? Yep. Cara looks amazing. I'm very happy for her. So it's, it is such a collaborative process. So I think this kind of leads us into Oscars. This is like everybody's Super Bowl at this point. You know, you're, you're going through award season. It's exciting. You have so many events, not just the award shows. There's so many parties that, you know, these actors are getting ready for and attending and, and, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies for trying to get these, you know, votes in. Can you walk us through the process of how you get booked oh, yeah. for a client? How far out are, are you being, you know, discussed with about this? And like, what actually goes into this process? Yeah. So with Michelle, I would say it was a little bit more unique. Okay, wait. So Michelle, Yo, oh, yeah. Like yes. Oscar winner, Academy Award winner leading actress Michelle Yeoh, okay? The, like the one everyone was rooting for. Mara did her hair for the Oscars, but did you work with her throughout the season? So not really. Okay, okay. This is why it was pretty unique. I wasn't available. Like we kind of kept missing each other. Her name was coming my way and I was like already booked on jobs and really wanting to work with her, but didn't really get to until later kind of in the game, which normally you either have a very, very long lasting relationship like I did with Emma Stone when she was obviously, you know, won her Oscar. We had already been together. I mean, I met Emma when she was 17 and I was like That's 24 insane. or something. So usually I would say you at least have the entire kind of award season, which usually starts towards the end of the previous year. So like August, September, October, you know, ish of the year before is sort of when the award season kind of starts, like there's events, the movie's out, there's press around it. And then you kind of know, I would say definitely in the beginning of the year, if you're like on kind of an awards run with someone and, and yes. So usually you're kind of like on that and there's like this team built around it, which is great because you're now in the flow of collaborating, um, knowing that the Oscars are kind of this like culmination moment of all of it. And so I met Michelle a little bit later, I would say, um, in this award season. And we got to meet on a photo shoot. I was finally available and she wanted me and it was so great. And I met her and they were like, are you going to be available for the, like, it was the day that I met her and they were like, this is what we've we were really excited that we got to meet you. 
And I was so excited, obviously, to hear that. And it was wonderful. So I got to work with her for the SAG Awards. Okay. Which was such an amazing moment. And then a few other events definitely leading up to the Oscars and then for the Oscars, which was so fun. So, so fun. Yeah. So you obviously worked with Michelle. I'm looking at like your Instagram right now and going through your feed. So I don't know. It was like not the night of the Oscars, maybe the night before the night before that, but you worked on Mia Goth. Oh, yes. That was in Paris. That was I was in. So, yeah, they Paris Fashion Week just happened to be, you know, whatever, a couple weeks before Oscars. It's like, is this always so crazy? OK, so that was a couple weeks before. Yes. So you did Mia for that. Maybe not even a couple of weeks. It might have been like a week before. Yeah. And then you have Zoe Zaldana. I see Jenny Slate. OK, so would you how many clients total did you have on Oscars Sunday? So for the award show. The actual show ceremony, I had Jenny Slate, Zoe Saldana, Michelle Yeoh, and then went and did the Heim sisters. Of course you did. Right? Feels, that feels right. I know. And then I went and back to the the ladies. I went back to Zoe and back to Michelle for touch-ups before the Vanity Fair party. Let's talk about scheduling that. How does that even work? Is Michelle like, okay, I need to be last because I need to be on the carpet because I'm nominated. Can you walk us through your day start to finish? What did your Sunday look like? Jen, I started with Jenny. I got to spend the morning with her. We were putting her- What time? Uh, 9.30. Okay, so not super no. early, but like relatively speaking ahead of the carpet, like 9.30 is pretty early. It is pretty early. It's on the earlier side. I think she probably left around like 2.00. So there were a few hours in between, but in between she got to get her makeup done. Her hair was pulled back, you know, which is actually probably pretty nice for a makeup artist because one, there's not a hairdresser who's like trying to blow dry while she's doing eyeliner and it was off her face. So great. Then I went straight to Zoe and we had already gotten to kind of talk about the look. So I had a sense of what we were already kind of going to do. And I have an assistant with me. I had two assistants on the day. So one could go back to touch up Jenny. One could go back and touch up Zoe. And then wasn't sure how the timing was going to work out at the end of the night because you never know when the ceremony is going to end and when they're going to make it back. And then of course, with Michelle having one, had no idea, you know, it's like, she should not be on some time crunch to get back for touch-ups. Like she should be reveling in the win and everybody should be congratulating her. So I was able to go back and see Zoe do a kind of new redo for the parties because she changed and then go back to Michelle after Zoe and then get home at like one in the morning. How long are you spending with each of these clients while you're getting them ready before they go? And then how long is the touch-up process? Yeah, the actual doing process is usually like an hour and a half for each about that. And then the touch-up process, depending on what we're doing, but like 30, 45, but usually there's like champagne and you're hanging and you're talking a little, they're not like got to get out the door and make it to the party, but yeah, somewhere in that realm, like maybe 45 minutes ish. So Michelle was your last client before you went to, before she went to the Oscars, right? Yes. Okay. So what time you're, you're starting her, what, like 12? So I actually had my assistant go to Michelle, make sure we were all set up and ready to go while I was still with Zoe. 
So I sent my assistant to Michelle, who had already kind of started her makeup process. Again, this is great because Sabrina Badrani, who's a good friend of mine and such a fabulous human makeup artist, was able to kind of do her prep, do her skincare, do her eye details without me. (laughs) Yes. So then that's all out of the way by the time I come in. And my assistant was there, got everything set up. And I was with Zoe from probably around like, I think I got there at 11. We probably didn't start till like 11.30. And then I left her around one and then got to Michelle by... 150. I mean, they were all very, very close together. That is key, key, key to this situation working. So like a 10 minute drive, got into Michelle's probably, you know, just after one and was there until she left, which was closer to like 245. Wow. So you don't go in the car with her to drop her off. No, You are just hoping for the best. Yes. You know, when you have an updo like Jenny Slate, right? Do you feel that updos are maybe a little bit more manageable than like what Michelle had, which describe the look that Michelle had for the actual show? Yeah, Michelle had, you know, I would say like a voluminous, like soft waves, definitely wanted volume, definitely wanted like an ethereal vibe, classic. She knew she wanted her hair down. We had talked about that. Um, just like, yeah, some sense of like ease. And then she had this, this is actually kind of a fun tidbit. Um, She had this gorgeous, it was a necklace and didn't quite love it for the dress. And so she was like, what about on the head? And we decided to put it on her head. No way. Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize that. So I'm looking right now. That's a necklace. It's a necklace. That is fabulous. Yes. Do you have more concerns about her hairstyle when you're sending her off than maybe an updo? Or do you, like, what are you worried about when you start to see your clients walking on the carpet? Good question. Yeah, I mean, really how everything photographs because things can photograph quite differently. I've learned over the years kind of how to have an eye for how things will photograph. But you still never know. Is there going to be a gust of wind? It was kind of rainy, a little bit humid. How are things going to evolve? Definitely updos are easier, but you kind of don't want to make that decision. Like you really want to do what's right for the look rather than like making a sacrifice for the weather. Does that make sense? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm looking at Michelle's beautiful Dior gown and that it's so frilly and princessy. It it feels very ethereal in a way. I honestly feel like it would have made her look more matronly if her hair was up in a way. Like having her hair down, like kind of gives her this sense of whimsy and like, I'm a, I'm a princess about to, you know, take my throne, that kind of vibe. You know what I mean? And then Jenny was just like sexy, in my opinion, like her hair was like, and her gown was super sexy. Like, I love the whole thing. So Zoe, Zoe is such an interesting, um, like I'm obsessed with Zoe and not for the reason you probably think it's truly because I'm obsessed with Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I know this about you, actually. So, (laughs) so don't underestimate my understanding of your like core weirdness. Thank you. Uh, That is that is like the highest compliment anybody could ever get me. Understanding my core weirdness is very important to me. So thank you. You see me on a cellular level, but not that Guardians. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is epic, 
but like, you know, we're talking about beauty. It's like, I just love that those worlds are collide with within you. Truly, truly. And it's like, like I've dressed up as her character, Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. So obsessed, obsessed you and my three-year-old. I love you. Zoe's top for the Vanity Fair. Oh, can you see? Bananas, I mean, right? Who, who was that? Who made that? Do you remember? So I want to say that that top piece is like Cartier archived. So it's almost like it's a piece of jewelry. Yeah, I know. Isn't that incredible? It is incredible. I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed with, oh, look, hold on here. Oh yeah. Custom Cartier. Wow. She looked stunning and her hair is pulled back. It's in a tight, very sleek bun. Oh, I'm even looking right now at her beautiful gown for the actual Oscars and her hair is down. So I feel like it really does play into, like you said, you don't want to be thinking about how it's going to photograph. You really want it to complement the overall ensemble and like what, what they're wearing. Obviously the what they're wearing is their centerpiece, right? Because it's like the thing that m- people are going to look at first. And then you get the close-ups of like the the makeup and the hair. Okay, so you said that you can tell now, based on your experience, how something's going to photograph. Tell the people, tell the normies like me, what should we avoid when it comes to taking photographs and our hair? Oh my gosh. Well, I would say taking a few photos of yourself when you're all done to see how it reads, like even on your iPhone is great, really, really helpful, right? So even sometimes I'll do that. Like, how is this photographing? How is this looking? And then, you know, for a big red carpet like that, it's almost even different than a premiere. There's something about this scale of how large the carpet is that really plays into how you want to like build up the hair. Well, what do you mean? Because I feel like some people are probably like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. Like, so I would say without going overboard, scale things up, do a little more volume than you probably normally would if you were just going to a party where you're not getting photographed or or even a premiere. Definitely think about building it up, doing things a little bit tighter so that they hold. So like when you're wrapping the hair around the curling iron, leaving it on for a few more seconds, or even like pin curling it, letting it set, releasing it. So you want things to last and you want the scale of the things to kind of just be exaggerated a little bit bigger. And then adding in extra shine is also really, really helpful because that just... When your hair looks like healthy on a carpet, it's really like a more more of a wow factor. So adding in a beautiful like shine product as a finisher is is key. It really, really helps. It just when you see that, like it's like, oh wow, she looks amazing. The building it out makes sense now. It's very similar to how maybe Rachel or Molly would say add a little bit more blush. Yes. Add a little tiny bit more. Don't go crazy. Don't go, you know, don't be clowny with it. Yes. But, you know, if you're scared of blush, the Oscars red carpet is maybe not the time to be scared of it. Yes. Because of just the magnitude of that carpet and what you're going to look like on there. You want to be able to see the makeup. You do. That's exactly, exactly right. 
I love that. Okay, that is absolutely fabulous. I cannot, I can believe you worked on Michelle Yeoh, but it's also just an incredible moment. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. You were a part of history. Oh my God, you were a part of like making her look good for her historic moment. I absolutely love that for you. <laughs> I love it too. Thank you. I really do. I'm so, so honored. I felt like there was, you know, when you have some, you have the world rooting for you. I just thought, I mean, I was emotional when she won. It was just so epic. And then what she said about like, you know, women being superheroes and ladies, you're not past your prime when you're 60 years old. Like, what an incredible message. I just loved it. What an amazing person. And that there was just so much goodwill. I mean, I have chills just thinking about it, talking about it. I loved it. I love getting to be a part of that moment for her. Is there any special moment outside of her winning that maybe you experienced while you were getting her ready? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, when she came back, I got to hold her Oscar, which was very exciting. And I got to take a picture of her, of with her and her Oscar. I have not seen this photo yet, but I can't wait to see it. I don't know who has it. I feel like that was a really, really special moment. Totally. Okay. Uh, last question before we get into rapid fire. I want to know, do you send anything with your clients? Do you have, do you send bobby pins? Do you send a little hairspray on a toothbrush or something? Like, like what are you sending with them, if anything? Yes. If anything, I send them, like you said, if they have an updo, extra bobby pins. But for the most part, I don't really want anybody applying any more product because I get scared. So <laughs> I just leave that to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Don't I know, the hair yes, at this point, it's my job to make sure your hair holds, not yours. So like, you're good. Okay, perfect. And I saw that you use brands like Fakai, you used, you know, some hair tools, obviously Rose and Rose is coming out. It's available for pre-order right now. Okay. So the shampoo and conditioner, the foundation shampoo and conditioner, when does that officially launch? It is officially out like on our website and will be in, um, we're very, very excited. We're partnering with Credo. It'll be in Credo's store. I cannot wait. So that will be more like a an April, like spring launch in store. And then on our website, rosehair.com, the products will be shipping the week, uh, the last week of March. So they're like pretty much here. Yes. Yes. So when Sarah and I were talking about the styling oil and the treatment oil, I was mentioning how when I came to see you, the whole impetus of coming to see you was to try the shampoo and conditioner, but we couldn't yes. talk about it yet. We yes. couldn't talk about it yet. Yes. And now it's finally here. And I truly, it truly did change my hair. And and I swear when you were talking about shine earlier, I'm like, yeah, that's what Rose does for me. I do not use styling oils or oils of any type in my hair. This is the only oil that I, I use it religiously. I use it every single time I do my hair and people will literally comment on my videos. Your hair looks so shiny. What, <gasps> it really what does. is in your hair? And I'm like, great. Can't oh, wait, to, can't wait to make a video about this. I love so, that. Let's talk about the shampoo and conditioner. What do you love about it? And what did, what were you looking to make, you know, a stylist who works with hair on a daily basis? Like hair is your fabric essentially that you're, that you're working with. So what was important to you in regards to making these two products? Yeah. So I like can very confidently say, and I, you know, you can probably gather that like, I'm not someone who's always talking about myself in this way. Right. But in this, in hair and products specifically, I 
really genuinely know, feel very confident that I am an expert. I mean, I know products are what I live and breathe, hair also, and how the products work on the hair. And without the right products, I am really only so capable, right? At creating what I want. I need my products to work. And so everything I create with Rose, everything I formulate is obviously going through the most intense, rigorous testing formulation process. So everything does take quite a long time. The shampoo and conditioner took probably just over two years to formulate. There are shampoo and conditioners out there that work, but in the clean space, and this kind of started when I was pregnant, my child's now three years old. I really wanted to lean more into clean. It was weird. It was like a very natural instinct I had. And so I was looking at what was available in clean hair. And I tried everything under the sun, every shampoo and conditioner, and I could not find one that I loved. Like I genuinely couldn't. That had performance. That had performance. And like, talk about, I mean, you can't even, hair salons, like we didn't have anything at Mare either, right? Like in the professional Mm. space, I also couldn't find it. So I was like, something's got to give here. Like, I'm going to really try this. And so it was quite hard. It was hard to formulate. I wanted something to have a a great lather. Yeah. Because I feel like that's important. It's what we're used to. I mean, the worst thing is the idea for me is a shampoo weighing your hair down. And I, time and time again, have had clients sit down in my chair and I'm like, you've got a lot of buildup. And I really don't think you're using the right shampoo. And so I wanted to make sure that it cleansed, didn't strip, but cleansed. And then that the conditioner would truly soften and hydrate and detangle. And you can feel that in the shower. And so that's, I mean, honestly, I'm so proud of the shampoo and conditioner formulation. They're incredible. They're daily essentials. So these are like, these are the foundation for your style to create and you can build up. But as long as you have that fresh foundation, that gives you your healthy hair, you can do anything. So I'm so excited for these to finally be like in the hands of the people. Is there a hero ingredient in these products? Yeah. So we actually have, Rose has a proprietary complex that's called our Botanic Complex. And it's made of these like gorgeous active botanical ingredients that really hydrate. There's also peptides and ceramides in both that are like amazing. The skinification so, of hair. Skin, the that's skinification right. that's of right. hair. That's right. I and love yeah, it. See, just they really, really work. Like that's the thing that's the most important to me is that these products are necessary, right? To create any style you want as a hairdresser. Like I am never going to make a product that isn't like essential to a creation of like everyday an everyday look. Or if you want to get a red carpet look in gorgeous waves like Michelle Yeoh, I mean, between you and me, I was really able to, I have some prototype products that the formulations are like coming out probably later this year. And I was using them and I was like, these are beyond their bananas. So I'm, I'm excited for what's to come too. I can't wait. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to get my hands on this shampoo and conditioner. First thing it's going to be, I can't wait. I cannot wait. All right, let's go into some rapid fire. This is the first thing that comes to mind. You can answer as long or as short as you would like. Okay. 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 What is 
the damage most people are doing to their hair? Not using the right products, honestly. Really? Yeah, not using the right products that hydrate and that also create like a protection when you're doing a lot of heat styling, etc. Or not using a conditioner that's actually working. So, you know, in the shower, you're not getting the kind of like hydration and nourishment that you really need. What is the hair tool that everybody needs? Oh, the hair tool. I mean, honestly, a really good blow dryer with like a proper nozzle, right? Like not one of those super wide nozzles. I was actually just sent this really cute little one from Bioionic that I blow dry my hair today with. So I feel like that was a good... I also really like the GHD blow dryers. Oh, and the go-to classic that I think like most hairdressers have in their kit is the Parlex. Parlex is an amazing, amazing brand and blow dryer has been around for 15 million years. And we all like hairdressers in the salon, I think often use those. What was that hair dryer that you used on me when I came to see you at Mare? Do you remember? Oh my God, it's, it, yes, it's so cute. And actually the Bioionic one that I was sent looks exactly the same. No way. Okay. Yes, yes. That one was called, oh my gosh, I'm blinking. Um, we'll put it in our, uh, we'll put it in our shop ourselves. So okay. I'll, I'll get the name from you later okay, and great. we'll add it. Okay, great. Yeah, great. But it was so cute. And I'm like, oh my God, I need this. so cute. Yeah, I think that's like trending now, that that shape, because it's so cute and easy to like maneuver. Yeah. Right. Okay, for a big event, should you have dirty or clean hair? Honestly, clean hair. Can you believe that? I know that's controversial. It is. It's really controversial. Why do you prefer clean hair? Because I want to create the, the, the base. Uh, rather than it being dirty and then having to kind of work with how, like where you are in the wash process, I don't know what I'm showing up to. So for me, having the clean slate that I could then use my products to build the foundation of my style, like I just so prefer it. Do you, this is kind of going back to Oscars, but do you tell your clients to have wet hair when you show up or do you dry style them? I usually have them at least damp or I will then go in and kind of re-wet them because certain products I want to use on on damp hair. Got it. Okay. What is the worst thing a client can do while they're in the chair? Fall asleep. I don't know. No, fall asleep (laughs) is fine. You can actually fall asleep. I've done hair on people who are sleeping. It's a little hard when their head like fully goes forward or fully backwards. Gosh, I can't think right now. I mean, obviously falling asleep is the first thing that came to my mind. I love that that was even an option for you. Like, okay, I've done, I've done people asleep and it's just really hard. But I have to say, like, even if they're in their like very relaxed moment, that's kind of nice. Like I sort of take that as a compliment because they're so relaxed and I'm like, you know, I hope I'm like sending them into a deep, calm dream. Right. But you know, it can be challenging when styling. Okay. So This next question is the final question. We ask a lot of our experts because this was a trend. What is the one thing as a hair... Do you prefer hairstylist or hairdresser, by the way? You you keep saying hairdresser, so I don't want to... I actually like hairdresser because I think it brings me back to my Marinello roots. Okay, so as a hairdresser, what is one thing that you would never do or try to your hair? I would never go fully platinum 
because that is, it is a hard road. It's a hard journey that growing that out is challenging. And then it's also just so hard on the hair. And I don't have the type of hair that could really handle it. It would just make everything frizzier and crazier. I have a lot of hair, but it would be so dry. So I, I wouldn't. Is there an I- ideal candidate for that? Like, I I feel like if you're going to go platinum, you, the ideal candidate is someone who already has kind of lighter hair. Okay, great. I would say that, yes, like, I actually think you want to at least have like a healthy, like, start, right? And then you want to make sure you're going to someone really, really good that can bring you there because I I have seen people do it where they actually have like gorgeous hair on their head and I can't believe it. I think Cara Delevingne did it once and she came to Mare, my salon. And, you know, it's a, it's a long, like full day, two day process. And so if someone's being really, really meticulous and very, very careful in the process, then that's good. One thing I'll add, I mean, I know I'm talking about my product again, but I have had so many colorists write me and say, we're obsessed with using the Willow Glen treatment oil during the like highlighting process because it helps protect your highlights when you're doing your like base color so that the color doesn't bleed onto the highlights because what you don't want to do ever is like double process over bleach. Right. So that's what makes it quite hard with with going platinum. This is just so much bleach. It's such an intense process. Uh, My hair is thanking me that I don't bleach my hair anymore. I I do miss the blonde some days. Like I look at your hair and I'm like, maybe, maybe again one day. But I think the brunette is kind of here to stay for for the time being. That's right. You You were so blonde when we met. Isn't that crazy? I look at old photos and videos and my mouth just drops open because I can't believe that's the same person. I, I love both. I mean, you are someone who can really do it all. Like I could even see you with a gorgeous red. Like it, oh, like you could really do it all. I was thinking about that, Mara. I was literally like, oh my gosh, should I get like red highlights or something? Like I should do something kind of like red. It would be fun. And that wouldn't be harsh on the hair. I mean, anything with color is not so, so crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was such an incredible conversation. I adore you, obviously. I adore you. Thank you. You're the best. I'm so happy for all of your success. Tell everybody where they can find Rose. And then also let us know how much are the shampoo and conditioner? Oh, yeah. So the shampoo is $39. The conditioner is 42 I have them in front of me. Just <gasps> because. So they're in these gorgeous aluminum bottles. Cute. So fully recyclable. And then actually what will be available soon too is full on refill pouches that are like at least two times the full amount of product. So if you want to be mindful of, you know, waste, um, the refill pouches are awesome. So you could just refill them yourself at home and those will be available for sure on our site beginning of April. So rosehair.com and then coming to Credo stores soon and more, more on that. Oh, Shopbop. You could also find us on Shopbop. Shopbop, yes! yes, yes. So, so yeah, the, our retail expansion is, it's all starting. So it's really exciting. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Follow us on all platforms for announcements and opportunities at Los Angeles Pod and join our Facebook group to share your own reviews. Los Angeles was created by Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It is a part of the ACAST network. Our episodes are mixed and edited by Roxy Flo and Stacey Abarca.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 